You're listening to the Close to Home Podcast, where we believe your home should feel like your favorite place, not just a space. Tune in to get your questions answered, hear from experts, and learn the newest trends, how-tos, and stories to live your best life at home. If you're ready to learn about the housing market, get your financial house in order, be entertained, or make your best life at home, this show is for you. Now here's your host, realtor, educator, investor, and dog lover, Brennan Klaus. Welcome back to Close to Home. It's Brennan Klaus and Tracy Erickson. And we are back with another episode to help you all get a little more acquainted with our daily lives. We have our coach extraordinaire, Jason Ferris here all the way from Fresno, California. Thank you, Jason, for joining us today. Super honor and excited. We're super excited to have you. So for people who don't know, you've been my coach for how long now? Like three years? I think three. I think about three years, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And now you're kind of basically both of our coach. Yeah, Yeah, so uh, yeah. (laughs) Another two for one. Another two for one. And don't tell everybody. I'll be doing that all day long. I know. I know. <laughs> it's been uh, an honor to to, to watch. Uh, I mean, to watch you, Brennan, grow, and and now Tracy. Like it's interesting to see you already digging in and and trying to get some clarity about where you want to be and the two of you where you want to go and where you see the market. And uh, it's exciting because you've seen you've experienced a lot of rapid growth. Not everybody has that, so it's, it's yeah. been fun. Yeah, we're excited. Um, well, tell us a little bit more about you, how you got into real estate, Jason, um, where you are, your market in particular. Sure. So uh, for the audience that's listening, I am located in Fresno, California. So that's smack dab in the middle of California. And what I mean by that is like two hours to my west, I'm sitting at the beach. Uh, two hours to my east, I am in Yosemite. Uh, two hours or three hours north, I'm in the city of San Francisco, three hours south. I'm at Disneyland, so we're really right smack dab in the middle. Uh, We are in the San Joaquin Valley, uh, and uh, the San Joaquin Valley puts out most of everybody's produce and nuts across the entire country. So if you're snacking on some almonds, they likely came from uh, somewhere near my house, uh, or pistachios, um, grapes, a lot of the wines that people drink in California, the majority of the fruit comes from the Central Valley. And then just enough, right, to call it Napa or to call it, you know, Sonoma or the Central Coast that gets added to the wine uh, to actually make wine. So interesting tidbit. Did you know that, Brennan? Mm, I didn't know that, actually. A Napa wine does not have to, the fruit doesn't all have to come from Napa, just a certain percentage of it uh, to call it a Napa wine. The rest is kind of like a filler. And so uh, a lot of that uh, wine comes from here in, in Fresno, California. I like to call Fresno Fres. Yes, I've grew my real estate business telling the stories, the positive stories of the people, the places, and the lifestyle uh, and homes of our community. So that was what I believed would set myself apart uh, about 15 years ago. So I looked at everyone's website when I decided to get into a business and said, "Why choose me?" Um, and it didn't really make sense and why anybody would. Right? I just everyone's site kind of had the same thing. It was their face. Maybe some of them had their thumb, you know, kind of like this. And 
And so I just thought, you know, I, I need to offer more to the clients, stand out. Uh, I, I hadn't been doing it for, you know, 20 years or 10 years or five years like everybody else. So I decided to blog. And so my, my website was based on a WordPress platform. And that's what I did. I wrote. And the more I wrote about our community, the more people that reached out and said, hey, you know, I like to work with a like-minded individual or I love somebody who loves our, our Fresno State football team. So I'll work with you. Um, I love the fact you know our neighborhood so intimately. And so the more I wrote, the more business came my way. I, I scaled that. And so I started hiring writers, like-minded writers to help me. At one point, we had, I think, seven full-time writers, a full-time editor, wow. and then myself. And that's kind of how I grew my business is, is just uh, by being that uh, community resource. Um, and so today we actually only have a couple writers uh, and, and a lot of guest writers. So people will write a story from us from time to time. Um, and social media kind of changed that. And so we can put a lot of content on, you know, short form content on yeah. social media and still and still reach people. I chose to get in real estate actually with the recommendation of my uncle. I had a previous business um, that I had sold and, you know, about six to eight months, uh, I tried to figure out what I wanted to do. He recommended real estate. And so that's what he did. And, and so I learned from him. I sold ag land from farmer to farmer or farmer to developer. And then uh, once people were getting about $200,000 an acre, we all thought this is crazy. This is nuts. Uh, no one's going to continue to pay this anymore. So I'm transitioned into residential and I've been in residential ever since. And so pe some people at your brokerage still sell farmland, right? Yeah. So I do the occasional ag deal from time to time. Yeah. Um, but there are some agents in our office that, you know, have a little bit more focus um, on the ag side. You know, it's, you don't sell as many properties, of course, uh, throughout the year. But, you know, um, when you do sell one, it's usually something significant. There's an agent in our office that I help put together um, a listing for 50% of the land in, in a town that's near us called Fireball. 50% of the land in Fireball, he, he's, he has it on the market. And they're about $10,000 an acre away from putting that deal together. Now, $10,000 doesn't sound like a lot, but of course we're talking about, I think, 700 acres. And so, wow. you know, it, it adds up. And I think that deal will come together. And, and so he'll, he'll make a sizable amount of money um, and then, of course, he's working on other transactions at, at the same time. And, and so it's different. It's option money. So a lot of times when people buy land, they'll have an option uh, that they can exercise every month, every quarter, every year. And so they'll pay, let's say, $150,000 to, to hold their right to purchase. And that money's lost. And so the, the seller gets it and the agent gets their commission on that $150,000. And then so much time will go by and they'll exercise it again and again. And eventually they'll get so invested into the property that they actually make the purchase, right? They're, they're, they're you know, a million dollars in on a three million. They most likely aren't going to walk. Sometimes they do, but most of the time they, they don't. But anyway, that's kind of my into real estate. I had, um, uh, I worked for the smallest company in town once upon a time. Uh, I worked for the largest company in my market, 450 agents. Uh, was their number one uh, sales agent when I left to go out on my own uh, with me. Uh, eight people uh, came with me, kind of my team. They were all buyer's agents, um, all very new to the industry. 
maybe a year or two at the time. And so I went on my own with eight, uh, one admin and myself. And then in the sh- two short years, uh, we had about 80 uh, agents. And so we had tremendous growth. A lot of blessings uh, came with that. And of course, a lot of uh, uh, difficulties and challenging times too. You know, managing eight personalities is not too difficult. Managing 80 is challenging to say yeah. the least. Yeah. You know? So I uh, did that and then we had this dream of like really making sure everyone was like more like a team. And so not too long ago, we, we kind of made some changes with the brokerage and, and now we've, we've got 55 people that are all in alignment and we're part of a team. And so yeah. um, 55 person team and then we've got teams with inside the team that specialize into maybe the Zillow flex leads, or, you know, or maybe Dave Ramsey's ELP program, who are, they're really familiar with his, um, or maybe they, they're assisting me on the listing side. So um, it's, it's, it's great. And uh, we've got some uh, real big changes coming down the pipeline uh, that we're hoping to, uh, you know, uh, announce soon. So it's, it's been great. I've been coaching for Tom Ferry for about, Oh, I think about five years now. Um, there's a few exceptions uh, to, to uh, mostly I coach teams. Uh, there's a couple exceptions, Brennan being one of them, um, that uh, I've been able to, uh, you know, beg and, and, and plead my story to, to keep. And so, uh, Mr. Klaus is one of those. And so, uh, yeah, that that's me in a nutshell. I got two kids. Uh, one is 14, and he's uh, a young man in, in, in eighth grade, and he's doing great. And then there's uh, my daughter, who's 18, who's applying for colleges. And so. Um, I just matter of fact, I posted something Brennan the other day on on Instagram about the college application process, and and I remember my coach asked me my why. You know, everyone in coaching gets asked like, "What's your why? What's your why?" all the time. And I remember my coach. I said, "Well, my kids, right? I'm doing this for my kids." And a pretty typical answer. Mm-hmm. And he says, "You got to go deeper, like specifically, like let's let's dive deep." And I said, "Well." You know, honestly, I want to be able to do things for my kids that, you know, my parents weren't able to do for me. I think that's kind of like, like responsible living, yeah. responsible adulting. And, and so, uh, we, you know, my mom couldn't uh, pay for the colleges that I got accepted to. Um, just, you know, single mom couldn't do it. And so, um, you know, I went to Fresno State. I don't regret that at all. It's a great college. Uh, but you know, she, she regrets not being able to send me to some of these colleges. And so, you know, I've made it, my big why was, Hey, like whatever it takes for my daughter to, to be able to, if she's getting the good grades and whatever it takes, I'm going to make sure she can go. And so now here we are, right. I mean, this is, you know, fast forward, like this is when conversations were happening when she was like in seventh and eighth grade. And now all of a sudden, you know, like I'll in probably six months from now, I'll be writing that first check. So I'm probably the Chapman, you know, which, awesome. uh, yeah. Did she get in? She got in, right? We don't know yet. We don't know. Oh. yet. All the interviews have gone really well and uh, they have the application in and her video submissions in as well. So, um, you know, we'll see. It's her number one school, but I, I, I would be shocked if she didn't, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. How amazing it's to exciting. be approaching that without stress because you plan for it and set your goal and, you know, and now you're approaching this time where, you know, you can, you can actually breathe a little and have the moment of, you know, being sad about being an empty nest or not stressing about, you know, 
or no, well, you're not an empty nester, but you know, lose, yeah. you know, having your I'm first one old, leave the nest. Stacey. Well, no, but you know, having your first one leave the nest, having that, you know, it's going to be sad, I'm sure. But you know, imagine no, it's not not for her. She's no, super not for her. No, in but fact, for you and your wife, I'm sure. You know. In fact, she was very clear this Halloween that uh, she wouldn't be back next year. Oh. <laughs> I'm oh. going to be celebrating with Halloween with my friends. You know, oh, like in whatever yeah. city I live in. She may end up somewhere on the East Coast too. There's some schools that she really uh, would be excited to get accepted to on the East Coast if if Chapman won't have her. But um, so we'll see. But yeah, I mean, you bring up some great uh, points, Tracy, that, you know, the ability to plan is super important. In fact, you know, we're in business planning season right now, right? We know, Uh, Jason, we know. (laughs) We got, we (laughs) got the memo. We we got the memo. Yeah. (laughs) Right now. Yeah. So with, uh, with all your success, you know, building your team and uh, Fred's, yes, what, what got you into coaching then? What made you want to do that? Because that's a big chunk of your time. It yeah. is a big chunk. And, um, you know, I, I've said this a couple of times and Tom has heard me. And, and I don't mean to take offense because um, if you coach full time, I think you can make an exceptional living. But, you know, like selling real estate pays better than, than coaching. Um, and so and it is a, a big, you know, uh, time commitment. It's not just the, the time on the call, but it's the time prepping and and uh, reviewing and like there's there's definitely more to it and there's a lot of classes that we go to over the right. course. I mean, Tom does a great job about keeping the coaches up to date on on different you know techniques and and then um, of course the software programs that all the agents are using across the country and you know he does a great job of keeping the coaches uh, you know really dialed into what's happening and making sure. And we're, uh, you know, at the top of our game, but, but no, you know, no one asked ever like why you got into coaching. So I think it's a great question, Brendan. And, and for me, it's just about, honestly, it sounds cheesy, but it's giving back. Um, I would not have had the, I don't, I truly believe I wouldn't have had the success that I had, had I not had a coach. And, um, you know, I called Tom, uh, or actually it goes back a ways. Tom called me. Um, one day personally out of the blue and said, so I don't understand why you're not in coaching. And I said, I said, well, first of all, like I'm honored to talk to you. I, you know, I definitely know who you are. And I said, I know some of your coaches and I'm better. So your your phone rang and Tom Ferry was on the other end of the line. You're like, hello, yeah. this is Jason. And he's like, oh, hey, Jason, it's Tom Ferry. And you're like, yes. yeah, okay. <laughs> Yeah. And you, you, I mean, just lucky you answered it. <laughs> yeah. That's what made me so successful, Tracy, is I'm one of those agents that answered the Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, right. yeah, you're not. Yeah. Uh, so, hello, it's Jason. Oh, hi. It's Tom Ferry. I'm just, I'm yeah, calling. Yeah. And the first thing out of his mouth is, why aren't you in my coaching program? My God. And so I was just really transparent. I just said, you know, I know a couple of coaches and, you know, eh. And he said, now, wait a second. Like, you know, some of our coaches are very specific. Like they've got like things they're really good at and, and things that maybe they're not so good at. Um, who are you speaking of? And so I gave him a couple names and, you know, he did, you know, to his credit say, well, like Lindsay is really especially good at this. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. She is, you know, and no, she doesn't sell a lot of homes, but that's because that's not her focus. And so that makes sense. Right. And then mm-hmm. I said, well, Tom, I'm, I'm one of those people, like if I'm going to pay for something, you know, I, I just want the best. And so if I'm going to get in the coaching program, I want you. And he says, uh, you can't afford me. 
Like literally, that was what he said. You can't afford me. And of course, I took, I didn't know Tom especially well yet. And I said, well, I mean, who are you to say what I can't afford? Like I kind of took offense and he said, fair enough. And then he quoted me a price. And then I said, you're right. I can't <laughs> afford you. <laughs> I said, so who's like the next best? <laughs> and I said, because it just, to me, it, this really matters to me. Like I just, I, I, I mean, I just, you know, I've got a lot of experience. I've mentored a lot of agents. I've done some coaching before. Like I, I, get, I just, and so he, you know, sent me a, uh, uh, next thing you know, I think I got it. He said, let me give you a few days to think about it. And then he called back and said, uh, Steve Olson is who I think would be the, the best fit. And, uh, I think we can get him to clear off some time on your schedule and on his schedule. And so that's what I did. And so I went with a gentleman by the name of Steve Olson was my, my coach. And I was, uh, I don't think I ever went, went into the core level. I think I went straight into elite. Um, and so I was in elite for maybe a year. Um, and then my team, you know, had gotten bigger and then, um, and, and just like I make the exception with a few people in Coach Elite, he does too. He's primarily a Team Plus coach. And so uh, he took me on as a Team Plus coach and, until he retired from coaching for Tom. And so I had him for um, three years, I think. Yeah, and so, but that's when I made my biggest strides, right, is is when I went full in on coaching. Like, I was resistant to, to like most people, like, yeah, okay, you know, I'm going to definitely do it. And then I wouldn't do it, you know, and the coach would do the best he could to hold me accountable. But at some point it kind of clicked and I said, you know, I'm paying all this money. Like maybe I should actually keep promises to myself, right. And the coach and, and, and do what I say I'm going to do. It's not, he's not telling me his wishes. Like they're the words that are coming out of my mouth. And so I, you know, I, I had some integrity and, and I did the things that I said I would do and it worked Right. And uh, then I did more and it worked. And so I just, you know, I just wouldn't have had that success. And so when Tom approached me about coaching uh, and that's who, you know, approached me, uh, I just said, you know, I, I'd love to be able to get back. Let's do that. And I wasn't going to do a lot of it. I was just going to take a few clients. Um, but it just started becoming apparent how many people out there really needed help. Right. Um, and, and probably so, a lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot. He has. I don't even know how many clients Tom has. Like, I mean, there's, there's, there's thousands on, you know, but, um, not personally, but, you know, the right, organization, right, right. Oh yeah. You know, but, uh, it's just been a, it's been a lot of fun and I've had different times where I've kind of scaled back a little bit and, and taken less. And, and, and right now I've, you know, have kind of a, what I would say a full load of clients, but that's really it. Brennan is like, there is, there's just as fun as it is for, you know, having a brokerage, you know, or having a team and, and someone saying, and it's like, and I've had this happen so many times where someone walks into my office and says, Hey, I just paid my off my last credit card. Like, like really? Like how much debt did you have? Like I had 30,000. Like, that's cool. Like, you know, not yeah. only did you maintain your, 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 you know, like how you live, but you found ways to put a, to, to pay off 30,000 debt. I had a young lady who bought her Jeep Cherokee and paid cash you know, um, who bought their first investment property and put, you know, 30% down, like huge down payment, like so many different, you know, stories of tremendous success. Um, yeah. and, and same thing happens in coaching. It's just, you know, someone calls and says, holy hell, like, you know, I just looked at my P&L and like, you know, or I just looked at my bank statement and, and 
this is unreal. Like, I mean, that's just, it's, it's really rewarding when, when people do that. Not everybody, you know, will have the same, you know, course to success. Some people have more bumps in the road than others, you know, but uh, they all, if, if they're committed, right, they all have the success and you get to enjoy it. Like handing out the keys to a homeowner, you know. What do you find difficult about coaching? Like the most difficult thing, it's, it's getting, getting people to get out of their own way. Totally. Right, their assumptions on, um, on on what works, you know, or they're they're they want something to really work, but the reality is the numbers say differently. Yeah, and uh, it, it, it sounds sexy to do a certain, you know, yeah. something um, to get into luxury properties. That, you know, it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, I really want to yeah. do this, but you know, you spend all this money, all this time, and you, and you haven't been able to break in. Like, right. you can keep going down that road. Or maybe we just focus on, you know, the $500,000 price point, which by the way, you're like, you're super comfortable in, right? Like you're great at it. And, you know, you have 10% of that market already. Like why not have 40% of that market? Like, but getting people yeah. to get out of their own way. Uh, a lot of people that come into coaching are either newer agents, right? And they, you know, they want to be able to be this rock star or they're older agents who, I've done the same things year after year and they're no longer working in this digital world. And so it's getting them to like, understand that, you know, just sending one postcard a month, you know, isn't, isn't enough anymore. You have to evolve. Yeah. You have to evolve. Yeah. With any business. And and obviously like the financials are a big part of it too. Like, you know, I don't know um, a, a realtor who gets into coaching having their financials dialed in they never do and so that's that's usually a bigger struggle um than people would expect is for people to most of them don't know how to read a p l you know and, and look like in, in, in i owned a business prior to real estate so i had experience with financials but 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 most people don't they, they get into the business because they believe it's well i'm good with people you know and they think that's all it takes and the reality is it takes a lot more to be in business for yourself because everybody is right. Yeah. Like they have business expenses, right? They need to have a marketing budget, right? Um, they might, depending upon the size of their team or their brokerage, they may have HR issues. You know, like I mean, you got to wear a lot of hats until you can afford to wear a few less. Um, and so, but that's that's another good question, Tracy. It'd be interesting to ask that amongst uh, other coaches. I'll probably yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So what are you kind of seeing since you talk to so many people across the country, you know, agents, what are you seeing? What are some of the trends you're seeing amongst agents? You know, for, for some time now, it's, there's been a, you know, in, in your audience, if your audience, I don't know if your audience is, is predominantly other real estate agents, or if it's maybe people trying to get into real estate, or if it's people are looking to buy and sell in the greater Seattle area. But, you know, if you're into real estate, I'll tell you that you've probably heard these conversations around teams for for a long time now, maybe three or four years, it's been this, you know, be a team, be a team. I would say about a year ago, there was some pushback as to whether or not a team was necessary or not, um, whether or not they could be profitable or not. But right now, I, I think most people have figured out or they're starting to figure out how to really make a team work and how to really make uh, the customer experience so much better right? When you have a team of people mm-hmm. um, and obviously they're learning how to make it profitable as well. So there's a big conversation today about like 
rethinking the structure of a team, looking into ancillary businesses. So, you know, if you, if, if you have a team, like what else are you doing? Maybe you have uh, maybe if you're in California, maybe you've got a natural hazard disclosure company that you either own or an investor in. Maybe you're in the mortgage, maybe you're in escrow or in title. A lot of them are looking into ancillary businesses and a lot of them are kind of refocusing, uh, you know, how they're structured their business or their team uh, so that the team members like, uh, they they feel value, right? They're making money. The team leader's making money, and really, customer experience is really the buzzword these days. You know, how can we give the consumer a, a much better experience, whether they're buying or selling? Interesting, Brendan. What could we yeah. do as an ancillary service? TV show? <laughs> oh, hey, maybe it's this podcast that you guys are vlogging. Oh, you guys my are doing. gosh. I mean, you could really help out. Like if you get your viewership, right, to, you know, I mean, I don't know how many thousands of people are watching us today or next week or over the course of a month, but, you know, the greater Seattle area starts really paying attention to the Klaus group or uh, what are we guys calling your, you have a new name. The collective group, yes. Yeah, group, the, the collective, collective yeah. People start paying attention to the collective uh, for the real estate advice, you know, and next thing you know, they're going to be, they're going to look at and say, Hey, Brennan, like what's the best Italian restaurant to go to? Or, you know, like tell me a little bit more about um, the piano teachers or like your recommendation could matter. You know know what I'm saying? It's like the collective approved. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Who knows? Like that could be, and, and next thing you know, these businesses may, you know, pay to advertise on your platform. Who knows? That would be great. Yeah. Hey. Or maybe you have a staging company. Yeah. That'd be Brennan more Brennan. We wanted a staging company for uh, at least the three years I've known him. <laughs> and, and I know you guys probably have a, a few things planned for me question-wise today, but, but you know, being your coach, I feel like I've got like this, you know, uh, special privilege or power. And in surprise, surprise, I've decided that today we're going to flip the switch. Oh. Right. Today, we're going to flip it a little bit. And instead of you interviewing me, I'm interviewing you. Oh, okay. Okay. I think it'd be great for your audience to know a little bit more about you. Um, And so you guys game for this? Yeah. It's like a coaching call. You never know what what you'll get. You got to just be prepared. (laughs) Right, right? You have to be. Yeah. So let's start off with an easy one. And, And now, and no one monopolized the conversation, okay? So... Just kind of off the cusp, you know, uh, give me, Brennan, like, what would you say your top three strengths are? Like, what are things that you do particularly well that maybe no other agent would do or very few would? Yeah, I would say, okay, so my top three are probably technology, organization, like, to down to the nitty gritty, um, and uh probably customer experience i think is one of mine my top my third one so like you'd rip off your shirt and be a big ce there yeah exactly (laughs) no just thinking about the customer's experience really empathizing with the customer in a way that i think that a lot of agents do not think about okay all right you know and you're in being tech enabled i think that's a you know why that sounds like probably pretty cliche. Um, you know, I, I, I can say from, from being your coach that, you know, I think that actually means something when you say it, 
Um, if I recall, like you came from Microsoft, right? You yeah, worked Microsoft yeah. for a period of years. Yeah, that's exactly uh, right. And so you got a lot of experience there. And look, let's be honest, like it's 2020, we're 2021 soon, right? I mean, how we do real estate today is much different than how we did real estate five or six years ago. So if someone's looking to choose a real estate agent, like I would highly advise them to find somebody who can actually like do things online. Yes. Right? Yeah. Who can get on an Android, can get on an iPhone. They know the difference between the two. They know how to use Zoom, right? They, they know the different options for digitally signing. You know, they can give you a 3D tour. Like they don't just talk about these things, but they can actually give you living examples of them. Um, and then certainly organization, uh, your ability uh, to stay organized. And real estate's a complicated uh, thing. People don't realize about real estate. They think, most agents just open a door and, and let people cruise in. Mm -hmm. But there is mounds and mounds of, of, of paperwork uh, and things to consider in the transactions so that we can protect our clients, right? Mm -hmm. And ourselves and our broker. And so being organized and, and not letting anything fall through the cracks is super important. So yeah. good strengths to have for, for an individual agent or in this case, a team, Right. And so let's talk to our other team uh, member here. And so Tracy, top three strengths that you bring to the table oh that boy. you think nobody else does, or maybe you just bring in a way that is just like exemplary. Well, it's none of the things that Brennan brings to the table. I'm just, well, well not good, the first right? two, because not the first repetition. two. It's not technology and it's not organization. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> although you're, so, but that's, but that's fair to say because if they're not, um, if that's not what they're looking for, they still get it, right? And well, they're so getting it, needed, yes. So they're getting it yeah. in Brennan. They're getting it in Brennan, absolutely. Okay. He is my... How do we get with you? Like a good yes. soup recipe or something? Um, well, I would say for me, you know, I come from a service background. So I was in title and escrow um, as a title rep for seven years. And then prior to that, my husband and I owned restaurants. And then prior to that, I worked in restaurants. So I've always been face, what do you call it? Forward face fronting, like in front of people. I've always been in front of people and um, needed to know how to take care of people's needs, whether it was in the restaurants mm -hmm. or, you know, my clients who were realtors um, through being a title rep. And so I would say one of the top things I bring to the table is the level of service that I provide to, you know, existing client, past client, someone who's calling on Zillow. Um, and I understand how to talk to people in a way that's relatable. You know, it's not, I'm not answering the phone saying, Hi, it's Tracy. I can see you're looking at this property. When would you like to go see it? It's like, well, hi, this is Tracy. How can I help you? What are you know? I mean, really relating with people so and you're, trying so to. You're more, you're more personable. Well, I'm not saying Brent's not, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little. <laughs> that's, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. But, but here's here's what I hear you telling. Yeah. Me. Right. I hear you telling me that you're a good listener. I am a good listener, and I right? and I feel like I am instinctual as well, and so it's like I can pick up on so many of those messages that are not being told in the conversation. You know, when you really pay attention to your clients, you can pick up on so much with their body language, the way that they're sitting, the look on their face, the tone in their voice, and they don't even need to say it, you know? Um, and well, so and I think some of that comes from your experience in the restaurant industry, 
I have said for years, some of the best real estate agents come from the real from the, the food and beverage industry. Yeah, you know, whether they're bartenders or cocktail uh, waiter waitresses or or um, waiters, but that's yeah, what, yeah, we have to in order. You realize early that the better service you pro- provide, right, the more your tip is going to be. Well, right, right, right? And, 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 and and they're right there in front of you, right? There's no yeah. escaping it. It's not like a bad conversation on a phone and you just can hang up. Yeah. Like that customer is sitting right there in that yeah. restaurant. Right. And so you got to learn to listen. Right. And you got to learn how to communicate effectively. Yeah. So listening, communicating effectively. we got two. Yeah. What's the third strength that Tracy brings to the table? I'm fast. You're fast. I'm fast. Tell me more. Right. What do you mean you're fast? When a client, you know, when a client needs something, I'm getting it over right away. If they have a question, I get your question answered right away. If they, mm. you know, if they're emailing me, I'm responding right away. If they're texting me, I'm on it. Like I am a checker. I check it off the list. I get things done quickly. Um, people, you know, and there's a lot to be, there's a lot to be said for quick response time, because if no. you don't, they're going to no. go to somebody else. This so, is the on-demand uh, economy, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe our attention economy, but this is... People like things now. I mean, we've got yeah. phones that have Siri and and, 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 yeah. and Brennan, what's the Microsoft one? Oh, Cortana. Cortana. Yeah. Or is that someone from the Halo video game series? I think it's a it's based on a character. Yeah, for sure. So but I, I, I love that, Tracy, um, because it's it's really true it, today. Yeah. So, so many agents don't answer their phone, right? And so right. many agents say, oh, I'll get that to you. And then it's two or three days later. Right. right. And that's not the type of experience that consumers are demanding today. No, right? it's not. I mean, if you think about it in any given situation, whether you're, you know, going to a restaurant, you're calling a 1-800 number, like, because you need help with something, people just want good service and they want it quickly. They just, they want someone to take care of them and they want it done quickly and they want to be done. So, you know, um, I mean, I may not be super organized, but. <laughs> yeah. No, I love, I love it though. Yeah. And it's a good compliment, right? Yeah. It's a good compliment to, to Brennan and, and Brennan really compliments you. So that's why you guys are finding so much success working together. But let me ask you and be and be honest here. Like, are your clients finding success? Is it working across the country? Right. I yeah. mean, it, it's a very competitive market, right? I mean, there's very few markets that have more inventory than they do buyers. So, right. you know, again, I'm guessing is Seattle's the same way, right? Like, you've got yeah. very little inventory, a lot of buyers fighting yes. over what's available, right? Yes. Yeah. And so, you two coming together, creating this uh, dynamic team, right? Um, like what kind of talk about, tell me just gonna, you know, boots on the ground. Like, what does it mean to the buyer? What kind of, you know, overall experience can they expect? And are they winning with you? Because let me be clear, like the experience is, is important to me, but I just want a home, right? A very wise person said to me one time, a seller wants to sell, a buyer wants to buy. And so are they yeah. succeeding? Are they winning with, with your team? Yes. Yeah, they're definitely winning. I think the, they get the speed Tracy brings that for sure. Um, then they get more education. Um, and I think that's what the organizational com- part brings is like, how do we get you there, get you what you want, but also make sure that you're grounded in this experience and what you're about to go through so that you know every step so that you're not just kind of like 
where are we going next? Um, and I think that's what they get. And then in terms of winning, I mean, Tracy, you can talk about that. I think that winning is like ultimately what we want them to do. Well, and I mean, you know, the other piece of it is, is in our market in Seattle, and I'm assuming it's probably like this in other markets across the country, you know, there are a lot of real estate agents in the Seattle market, but there's not a lot that are doing consistent business. So for the ones that are doing consistent business, we all know each other and we all are, you know, we see each other's names on different listings. We're in communication with each other pretty regularly, um, just about different properties and transactions that we have going. So when we find ourselves in these competitive situations um, where, you know, we're taking a buyer to this little cream puff of a house and we know that it's probably going to get, you know, at least five offers, if not 10 how do we do that? What's our strategy? And the very first thing is approaching the listing agent. And, you know, many, many times the listing agent is going to pick up the phone and go, Oh, hi, Tracy, it's you. Yeah, sure. How can I help you? You know, and they, they know me, they know Brennan, they know that we are good agents that are going to get that transaction to closing. Um, so, you know, it's just really in those relationships. It starts with those relationships that's the very first way, the very first thing in how we can, you know, win an offer in a competitive situation is the relationship with the listing agent and them knowing that we do a good job and that if the seller were to pick our offer, you know, it is going to be well-written, um, no mistakes. We're going to have a good lender and, um, the contingencies that we've waived or haven't waived will make sense and be smart. And we will get that transaction to closing. Um, I like that. The yeah. contingencies that we waived. What, what did you say? The contingencies that we've waived or not waived make sense. Makes you know, sense we're not just smart. throwing something at the wall to see if it's going to stick or putting the seller at risk by, you know, um, offering a ton of money and waiving appraisal and, you know, it's never going to appraise, you know, I mean, we're not doing stupid things when we write an offer. We're writing offers that yeah. are good, strong offers that make sense. I like that a lot, Tracy. And I can, you know, and like if you're listening right now and you're wondering like, yeah, but, you know, she's saying this, but is, is it really true? And, and I, I'm going to step in and say uh, it is. Um, I, I, matter of fact, Brent and I talked a couple of years ago about, you know, why he believed the offers that he wrote were getting accepted so much frequently than other agents who wrote offers. And, and I think, you know, in summation of, of, of the two of you together, we now know why, right? You've got uh, somebody who's very tech-enabled, right? You've got, uh, you know, somebody who's who's listening well, communicating well, um, you know, who's very organized. I mean, you know, you've got this combination, this hybrid of people together. Like, and it just, if you think about everything that the two of you are bringing together, like, it's really everything you need, right, for a success, you know, in a transaction. And, and that's important because individual agents, like, like sometimes they're missing a part of it, right? And so yeah. you can have a very organized, tech-enabled agent that never fucking responds. Totally. Right? Like, yeah. or that takes two days to get an offer written. Like, that's a problem in this market, right? Totally. Or you could take somebody who, like, is great in responding but can't keep track of what property is what or who's who or how much you're offering, you know, or can't find page six. Like, <laughs> so it's like, it's hard to find, right? Yeah. That, that, that perfect agent. And so this is an advantage of, of a team. Well, right? and I think the other piece of that, that I just want to mention is, you know, I was 
it took us a long time. It took Brennan and I a long time to get together. <laughs> you know, we were eyeing each other and it took a while. But I really, you know, when we did finally... Brad, just- <laughs> for those of you listening to this, like they're not married, right? Or hooking up. Or- <laughs> no, we are not, no. But, um, but, you know, I think the biggest thing that we both just decided when we were going to do this was like, we are doing this without ego. There's no ego in this. You know, it's like, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about what we want to do together. And I think that's why a lot of agents are afraid to partner with somebody because, you know, you, you have to give up a lot of your, you know, you think of it as like, what am I trying to say? Like, you're almost like giving up part of your business, your ideas. And so when you take the ego out of all of it and really look at what you're trying to do in the bigger picture... I mean, it's just like a light bulb went off and it's like, oh my gosh, why'd we wait so long, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I think that's a good segue, if you don't mind, for yeah. me to just simply ask, so what's next? Like, where are we headed? How many people are we looking like, you know, I mean, look, you've been working on your business plan, so oh. these numbers should be rolling off, right? <laughs> so oh. well, I mean, How many people are we looking to help the rest of the year? How many people are we looking to help next year? Are we staying in Seattle? Are we taking over Little Rock? You know, like what's going on? (laughs) Well, I think uh, 2021, we want to, our goal right now as we're going into business planning is to help a hundred people or families purchase or sell their home as a team. So that includes Tracy and I and Erica, our third salesperson and Natasha and Patrick helping as well. So I think that's what our goal is, is to kind of like help those hundred people either buy or sell, move to their next spot um, throughout, throughout 2021. All right. Scale one to 10, you can't use the number seven. Like, like what's your commitment to to the hundred right here in front of your, on your audience, right? The community of Seattle, agents listening everywhere. Like what's the level of commitment? We can do it. We can definitely do it. Yeah. 10. Well, and also I think just to be clear, like I think our commitment for the next year is what Tracy already brought up is like build a group of people, a small like-minded group of people who don't operate with ego first and really put the client at the center of the experience to make it the best experience it can possibly be. Real estate is so interesting because there's so much that's undefined and we get to define that for our clients like how their experience goes, how they see a house, how the follow-up is after, like what happens a year later when they've already purchased with us, you know? And I think that's the best part is obviously helping those people, but also creating a group of people that Tracy and I can help lead, you know, into making sure that we're all working together as one unit to put the client in the middle. Yeah, this certainly wasn't the intent here, but I I, I think you just kind of opened the door if there is somebody who's listening, right, and, and they and, and they like what they hear, right? They they say, Wow, like I want to be aligned with, with someone like Brennan or someone like Tracy, or you know, I want to be aligned with you know, are you accepting like team members? Like are, you know, can someone come and say, Hey, like because I know that's like from my experience, right? Like that's part of how I grew, right? It's just mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, being very transparent about who I was, what I wanted to do, you know, and then go out there and doing it, and then people would call, right? And and sometimes people would say like, I, you know, I didn't know, like I thought maybe you were like a closed group, and so looking back, I wish I was, you know, a little bit more 
you know, open with the fact that absolutely, like I'm down for growing my business and helping you grow yours. Let's talk. Yeah, I and, mean. And, and so is that, are we saying here today that if the right agent, right, reaches out to you, like there's a possibility for growth? Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, and Brendan, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, you know, we've operated this way so far. Anybody who comes to us, it's like, we would love to have a conversation because, you know, even if it's not the right fit for us or or for them, maybe we know somebody else that, you know, that we can refer them to. Um, but I really think having each and every one of those conversations is important because you'll never know what's out there if you don't, you know? Yeah. And I think fit is really the biggest, the most important factor over the number of people. Like we've talked about this at length, like the the group has to work. So I think, yeah, as many people as want to talk to us, we're happy to, but it really has to be that right fit and you have to operate similarly. I learned that a lot last year, as you know, Jason. And <laughs> so you kind of have to like make sure that that all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed to make it the right fit in the group. And if it is the right fit, then I think we approach it as like, let's see how this could work for all of us. Yeah. That's great. So, um, all right, look, so I've got a couple more questions. I'm not done with you all yet. Okay. Right. And so, and I'm tracing these questions for you first. I'll give Brennan a minute to think about it. Right. You're welcome, buddy. So Tracy, <laughs> tell me right now, like what book you're reading that's really inspiring. Oh. <laughs> What's it? Go? So Brennan has um, reinstated the book club for our team. So cool. uh, we are all reading the same book um, and it's not the how, the who. So it's not the how, but the who. Um, and it's really interesting. I'm only about halfway through, right? Well, I don't know how far I am because it's an audiobook. So again, um, but the book is interesting just in thinking about 2021 because it's about uh, really, you know, you can't do anything on your own. You cannot do anything. You know, if you have all these big goals, you would have achieved it already if you could do it by yourself. You know, it would have been done if, you know, so it's really about building a team and finding the right people to help you get to where you individually or where you want to go, you know? And so, yeah. uh, and so it's not about how you get there. It's about who you pick to help you get there. And the book talks about how there's a who for everything. I mean, obviously Jason would be the who, uh, in real estate as our coach. And we would not I be can't get over my my thoughts. This is a Dr. Seuss book. I know. Well, I know. I know. <laughs> I would encourage you to join in the book club. Um well, you know, but you do bring up a good point, um, Trace, and you know, the fact that this is business planning season, I I feel like I I need to say this and like one of the biggest parts of a planning right for the future actually starts with a, a really good understanding about where we are today. Right. Right. Agents, entrepreneurs, like we have a, a, a natural knack, right. To, to, to dream a little bit, you know, it's like the, the pictures look better uh, of the home that does when it's, when you really walk in the door kind of thing. Like we have a really good knack of, of, of you know, the, the dream and, and selling that to ourselves. Right. But we, we struggle a little bit on really talking about where we are today, the truth, Right you know, being honest about where our conversion is or where our weaknesses are. You know, I didn't ask you what your weaknesses are today, but like it's, it's difficult to be honest about that. And then identifying the gap, right? 
it, the gap is where we are today versus where we want to be. And then identifying those obstacles. And you said it, you said, look, if there wasn't, you know, there would already be somebody like, I forget exactly how you worded it, but you said, you know, like you need somebody, right? If you didn't need somebody, you already be there. Yeah. Same thing happens when we're planning. Like if there was no obstacles, right, you'd already be where you want to be. So let's talk about those obstacles, right? And then let's put the plan together in order to, you know, get through those obstacles, mm-hmm. like build the machine, have the right people running the machine. And then you as CEOs of this partnership need to, you know, allocate resources, right? Yeah. That's the most difficult part. But um, and so great example of the book that you're reading. Um, and so uh, Brennan, now, unfortunately, you can't use the same book. Okay, yeah. So I'm reading that same one, Who Not How, the Dr. Seuss. But I think the most impactful book that I've read in the past year was Profit First. It was an accountant, uh, my accountant suggested it. Um, And it's great for entrepreneurs because it's all about just how do you separate your money when you do have it to really make sure that you're making a profit on your business and not just taking every single thing you make and respending it. Um, Cause like a, about a year ago, like my business <laughs> profit did not look very good um, because I was spending so aggressively on different things that I didn't really need and not thinking about it. And so I think having that book, it just frames it very plainly and clearly, like here's how to divide up your money, do it this way, save this money. You know, here's what you can spend. Here's your budget. It's already determined for you based on what you're making. Um, and it completely changed my business. I mean, obviously the success and having people, um, trust us to help them buy and sell has helped, you know, cause that's bringing in the profit, but just the way that it's organized on the back end has completely changed. And that has been the biggest impact I think in my business in the past year. Yeah. So for anybody who, who, who makes that, it's called profit first. Um, it's by, by an author, I'm going to butcher his last name, but it's um, Mike McCullowitz, I think. It's just type in Mike M and Amazon, uh, but it's Profit First, and and, and that's a great book uh, for any business owner. This is not a real estate specific book, yeah. And so uh, check that out. And then uh, the other one you guys mentioned, it was Who Not How. Who Not How. And, and it's so not by Doctor Seuss. <laughs> not the Doctor Seuss version. We're talking about the one written by Dan Sullivan and Benjamin Hardy, who, not how, the formula to achieve bigger goals through accelerating teamwork. Um, Speaking of teamwork, uh, let's transition a little bit real quick. You mentioned you've got some people on your team today, right? It's not just the two of you. So who else uh, do we have that's, you know, on the front uh, line or maybe in in, in the back uh, helping make things happen? Yeah, so we uh, recently brought on Erica Lowe, uh, who is a newer agent, but um, really a wonderful, wonderful um, asset to our team. Erica is super organized. Erica, if you're listening, you yeah. got wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, she is uh, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, and Erica is, you know, a full-blown agent helping us with uh, buyers. And what else, Brennan? What, would, what else would you like to add about Erica? Erica's a former teacher, so she's really great about helping people understand things, very patient, um, very thorough, and like, you know, just like a teacher, make sure you get all of the material done. Um, She's really, really good at that, and I think really appeals to clients who 
you know, want that hand holding, which is so important throughout this process. So um, very diligent, detail oriented, um, and very patient and thorough. Yes, absolutely. Well, I haven't, haven't had the opportunity to meet Erica yet, but welcome uh, yeah. to, to, yeah, to the team, great. Erica. I've actually seen a, a photo of, of Erica. I received a nice letter uh, in the mail not too uh, many days ago, and I believe she was in the photo. Yeah. Then we have Natasha, obviously, Natasha Andaz. She is the digital marketing extraordinaire. Um, so she keeps us all on track. She keeps... Tracy likes to say the wheels on the bus, which she does. <laughs> she keeps us all in line, keeps us tracking towards our goals. So Natasha is is in the back end, you know, keeping yeah. things, you know, certain aspects of the business running. And, and so shout out to her. None of us could Huge. do it without the people behind us, you know, working behind the scenes. So shout out to Natasha. Anybody else that we need to know about here today? Yeah, then we have Patrick Doran. Um, he just joined us as well. He's sort of like a, a combination of, yeah, like inside sales and um, to to do more eventually. Um, he's working on getting his license. So he's unlicensed currently. Everyone else on the team is licensed. Um, so he's working on his license and he is making sure that all of our clients are followed up with and that we are at their ready if they are ready to start the process. So he's really essential as well to the business and just making sure that, you know, we're available. Love that. I feel like I, I need to do a, you know, one of these, like, what's, what do they say? Like there's an intro and an outro, you know, for every podcast. I yeah. feel like I need to say, and thank you everybody for joining us today for another episode of the collective group. Uh, what's the title of the, close, of to, the, close to home? Close, close to, to home. home. Yeah. <laughs> No, all right. I'm done messing with you, all investigating right. uh, the, the Klaus group or the collective group. I got to get used to this. The collective yeah. group. I love the name. I really like it. It's got to, I got to, I got to get it there in my head. And I will. Um, I'm excited for the two of you. I'm excited for your whole team. Uh, lots of growth potential. You know, I, if, if I had to, if I had to say one thing, I would say, I think like 100 is kind of a small number. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What number? Not, let me just put it like let me just put it in like it's not even 10 transactions a month <sighs> okay all right but it's not just about it's not just about like that it's just more about like only a hundred families are going to get the opportunity to, to work with the best in town what number are you that, that suggesting jason me, right i think so many people deserve your level of service in the industry and so like we either got to get more people on the team and grow so we can serve more, or you guys got to step it up with what you have. But uh, I don't think it's fair that only a hundred people get your level of service. So, you know, as a coach, just saying, right. Like what number, what are you thinking? 125? I don't know. I was thinking like maybe, you know, like what if you just said it was, what if it was going to be 10 a month? Right. I mean, you know, and then, and, and by the way, that could be a lot of fun and say, we only have 10 opportunities. So right, 10 times 12, 120. Okay. And so like anybody else, I'm sorry, you got to work with second best. Like, so yeah. hurry, hurry, get on yeah. the list today because, you know, anything over 10 right now, we can't deliver that six star service that, you know, people have come to expect from the collective group. Yeah. I like that. So we got a commitment for 120 families. Yes. Yeah. Get your spot today. Reserve get your spot your today. Month. First time home buyers. Reserve your month. Yeah. Ooh, reserve I like that. Yeah. Reserve Let your month. Yeah. I love Break it. Break it down, by the way. Like, hey, is there, I mean, another coaching thing, right? 
Like what I said, 10 families a month, the reality is some months right, maybe a little heavier or lighter, right? Like maybe December is not 10, maybe December is 8. So we can put 12 in April. Right, and, right, right. True, so true. So let's, let's all be open to doing 12 every month. Oh, okay. Now. See how he just got us there? You see what he did? <laughs> all right. Do you guys have any thank last you. words for yeah. me or are we uh, wrapping up the show? Just thank you so much for being on. Thanks for all of your support. Thanks for your uh, your uh, diligence in accountability and some, sometimes making sometimes making us feel bad about what we haven't done, but still still appreciating it. No, that's the way that's the way it works. It gets done. So really appreciate you. We're gonna, no, you're we're very gonna be mad at you. And, and it's been a lot of fun uh, being on you know, your, your program and, and I've enjoyed, you know, getting the newsletters and the marketing pieces and just seeing everything grow. And now that it's the collective group, like I expect so much more. Oh. <laughs> Let's be clear, right? Good thing we'll be talking to you tomorrow morning at 8.30. We, right, we can talk all that. about it on our coaching call. All right. Well, I'm out, man. Thank right. you very much. You guys can close Thank it you. if you want. Okay. Talk to you later. For listening to the Close to Home podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at close to homepodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend and be sure to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts. You can also find us on social media with the hashtag close to home podcast. Thanks for tuning in.